Howdy, and welcome to the FPL Jingle for episode 22 of season 2. We're shoving on 100 episodes of this soon, I think, recorded. We'll have to we'll have to take note of that. Um, Steve is with me again. Uh, how was Steve? Um, I'm not too bad now, Owen. I've doesn't, somewhat doesn't recovered. Good. Well, no, we'll talk about it later on. When we kind of touch on our draft, See, I told you, Stephen, you'll have to go to a doctor with that type of thing. About my draft team? No, about the thing you wanted to tell me later. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 no problem. We'll wait for the ad break for that. <laughs> but um, yeah, just regarding the draft team, just we'll get onto the the result I had, uh, the loss I had this weekend, and why it was completely bullshit. But look, that's FPL. That's why you play the game, and uh, I love the misery. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like if if it was fun we wanted to have, we'd surely find a better solution. Um, but yeah, we will do a slightly longer draft segment uh, in the second segment of the show, uh, just because because we've only been kind of barely touching on it for a while. So we might do a shorter first one. Uh, but a- any nice life stories for us, Steve, before we before we get into the meat and two spot of this episode? Oh, God. You're putting me on the spot here now. Owen. I don't really have any life stories. I suppose the uh, first thing that comes to mind is that we had um, our old housemate and friend call up to the house um, for the Arsenal-Aston Villa match, and he's an Arsenal fan as well, so... That was a good bit of crack, and then obviously being um, the three of us watching all Arsenal fans watching the game and watching the the shot from Jorginho uh, hit off the hit off the back of Emmy Martinez's head and go in to to give us the lead and eventually win the game was uh, a very satisfying thing to watch as an Arsenal fan. Um, given how uh, Martinez left the club in kind of a poor fashion. Yeah, yeah, he he, well, he wasn't getting the but I I can imagine that that was that was pleasant for the Arsenal fans. Um, yeah, uh, uh, uncharacteristic for Jorginho to score something like that. I was actually having conflicting feelings about him. I, I, I watched the first half, and I said, Do you know what, that's okay. Why would I ever have been worried about Jorginho being good at Arsenal? He was never really good anyway. And then in the second half, he, he actually started playing a few incisive passes, and he obviously scored the goal, which is a bit of an outlier. But yeah, a, a nice start to his Arsenal career, I would say. Yeah, he played um, pretty well against Man City, even though they lost three one. Like he, could, he's a different type of player to Thomas Partey. Like he's he's not as fast and he's not as physical, but he reads the game better, I'd say. And there was a few times I noticed in that City game where he was cutting off passing lanes and intercepting passes, and that's kind of how he kind of gets around the pitch and does a bit of defensive work that way. So they're two different types of players, but I mean Arteta was, I think, looking out uh, looking for him when they when he was still at Man City and Napoli were potentially going to sell him to Man City and then Chelsea swooped in. Ah. So Arteta's been an admirer of his for a, a, a while now. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. He's, yeah, some managers love him because he's a very unique player in that sense. Very composed and slow and uh, off, off, I don't know often if annoying I have... for the fans to watch. But... I don't know if I have it in me on to to watch him take a penalty for Arsenal, just because I hate the fucking hop so much. Oh, I love it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure you would. Uh, stories from my side. I was actually on a beach recently where monkeys were terrorizing the, the population of the beach. 
there was a lot of children crying and upsetness about three monkeys that came down. One of them was pulling a girl's hair and they were stealing bags and shoes and things. It was uh, hilarious to watch. <laughs> uh, strange all the same. Were these were these like all tourists or were they like native people or what? All tourists. I mean, ah, yeah. okay. The, the, so the natives in that area tend to have a stick with them almost all the time. Like a monkey will run away if he sees you with a stick. But uh, you know, if you are a tourist, it's like a dog. You know, if you act scared, that's the, the ideal situation for them. So they were. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, that was interesting. I still, I'm still enjoying the novelty of monkeys. I think most people seem to get sick of them after a while, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's still early days. You do plan on being there for a number of <laughs> of months, so uh, we'll 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 do a we'll do a monkey check in. Yeah, uh, yeah. Periodically throughout the podcast. Yeah, monkeys are nine out of ten for me right now, and we'll see. If, Mon- monkey watch twenty twenty three. Like we'll see if that drops down. Um, Steve, you got on a tad better in normal fantasy than you did in fantasy draft. You got f- seven mm-hmm. points over the average, so I think we'll put that down as a good week. Yeah, I, I've probably not bad. I'd say it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like I finished on fifty-one, which was three point one eight million. So. I suppose where I am at the moment in terms of the world rankings, I was uh, around like the 160 mark. So um, that result then has kind of brought me back closer to the 190, I'd say, roughly. Let me just do a quick double check here. Yeah, like the 193s. So I kind of lost 30,000 spots. But I mean, like, you know, you're you're talking about fine margins when you're kind of getting inside this kind of territory i suppose i wouldn't know it's my first time being around here this kind of area in regular fantasy i usually drop off by now um but um yeah like it's it's going all right so far yeah very nice um yeah i I wonder how much over the average you're gonna have to need you can probably you can probably check those things there is there is a good website fb ref i think helps you with that but uh that's you know we're we're not that into it um yeah, Rashford, Martinelli, Saka. You had Martinez, the Man United defender. Is he a mainstay in your team yeah. these days, or is that a new thing? No, I've actually already wavered him out for uh, Joe Gomez, who might potentially also might potentially be injured now because the uh, the the thing the the rumor is or the news is that he came off the midweek Champions League game against Real Madrid with the. Uh, a potential injury so i'll have to wait and see what the press conference on friday is like from klopp and see whether he says that he's fit or not to play because if he's not then i'm gonna have to try to make another transfer which is going to be annoying because um i i did have two transfers and i was potentially weighing up making a move somewhere else but look if needs be i will waver out joe gomez for someone else yeah that that would make um picking the liverpool defenders quite easy that would be van dyke and matip i think canada is also out with a hamstring injury so uh yeah that that would they're obviously t- uh, more expensive but if if they were sp- starting that'd be nice um i did not do as well i scored five points less than you steve 45 i'm oh, sorry 46. 46 yeah uh no points for my defense basically is the difference it kept and goals trippier gets one killman two white one annoyingly tarkowski sits on my bench with eight um 
Well, look going forward. Yeah, but you you had him sec you had him second sub anyway. So even mm. if someone hadn't played, Everton Ferguson was going to come in for you. So realistically, you brought in Tarkovsky to play in the double game week this week, mm. and that's kind of preempting that. Um, you do have five players in your team that do have blanks coming up this week, so that's probably a little bit of concern, and probably we'll talk something we'll talk about uh, kind of later on in the episode, I suppose. Yeah, I like to keep things very succinct and in their sections, Steve, so I will talk about that with you, just not <laughs> right now. Um, you should know yeah. that. All right, uh, all right. Yeah, well, that's, that's, yeah, well, that's future me's problem. He'll yeah. deal with that. Um, so we're, go- we're going to skip over the fixtures this week. I'm going to jump straight to the, the bankers and the outside pick. For some reason, I kept reading the word blankers, even though it doesn't say that. And Halland strangely enough misses out he couldn't get anything against nottingham forest he had two really bad misses the first one was bad but the second one he absolutely had to score it it was um i don't know if you've seen the arsenal villa game owen but it was odegaard levels of bad like oh yeah he the initial shot comes his initial shot comes back to him and then he has a small bit of time to compose himself and, and get a finish in before the defender closes him down and he just blasts it over the bar and it was 1-0 at that stage and that really would have killed the game but instead it, it still gave Forrest a, 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 a sniff and they eventually got the equaliser and got the draw out of it which was, for as an Arsenal fan, is fantastic because it gives us a two-point lead with the game in hand and the possibility of restoring our five-point lead that we had only a couple of weeks ago. So, um yeah, it just shows you how quick things can turn around in the Premier League. But yeah, it was disappointing from Haaland, especially because everyone captained him. I did debate um, try, uh, captaining Rashford, who was one of our other bankers, who do get two, did get two goals in that game against Leicester. Mm. I always fancied him to do something there because that Leicester defence is so leaky. Um, arguably should have been 2 or 3 nil down United, but when, when Rashford got his first, but uh, David De Gea bailed them out there. Um, and then we had Harry Kane in the 2-0 win against West Ham which was one of the most boring games of football I've seen in a long time well not actually a long time there was a very boring game recently that I watched as well but uh, yeah this was just like you know the first goal was Ben Ben Davies to Emerson Royale like two wing backs linking up I'm sure Conte was loving life but very boring football from both sides uh, I di- I didn't watch that that uh, Spurs game. Um, they'll be pleased. You're better off. They'll be pleased with a straightforward two nil win. Yeah, Son came on as a sub and scored in that one. So uh, fantasy draft owners will be pleased with that, but still not an option I think for regular. Um, yeah, no, I remember you did mention Rashford as an option for the captain last week. I said not to complicate it. I mean, if if I was saying if Haaland comes away with two three goals, you wouldn't be surprised. And I am surprised to see he blanked. Um, probably something we should be thinking about going forward maybe we'll discuss that and what we're going to captain for next week uh, with Man United not playing obviously not Rashford uh, the outside picks I went for Mbwemo I was thinking Brentford might do a bit of a job on Palace they could only manage a 1-1 um, who did get that goal I think it's like some random Vitaly Anelt got a goal and yeah. uh, at a time to scrape a, a draw for Brentford um, Thomas Frank after the game said it felt like a win um, but uh, yeah, Brentford. Um, I think it's their longest unbeaten run in the league now. Yeah, I think is it eleven or twelve games unbeaten? We mentioned um, last week so. they got into eight eight place. I think uh, so. Uh, they're 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 tipping along nicely. Is is what I'd say. 
yeah like they're 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 massively outperforming probably what um what was the outline for them at the start of the season or where they thought they could be um tony has obviously been key to that 14 goals this season um but like you know you have people chipping in um whenever he hasn't been able to like i know uh, visa has got a couple in bumo as well um and then you have players from midfield like Vitalian else chipping in and their their defense looks kind of solid enough as well so you know they'll 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 ride this wave for as long as they can but we'll have to see what fixtures they have coming up cuz um, there's probably a few tough ones ahead yeah it would be unexpected for them to continue on this this fine vein of form um but yeah nice nice to see some of the smaller teams doing well this season um even the surprising rise of newcastle but, uh, okay, that's going to do it for the opening segment. I want to keep it short so that we can talk <laughs> well, about Well, you missed one. Oh, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you didn't. Fair enough. To be fair, he blanked anyway, so I actually probably probably be better that we didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Potents at Wolves. Yeah, you you, you had picked out. Uh, I, did he get the start? I don't know. He, no, he came on as a sub, um, but Matoma didn't do anything either. Um I don't even know why I did that on because it wasn't like I was going to try and do a brag or something like he didn't do he did fuck all as well so I should have just kept my mouth shut and just fucking drove on shouldn't I uh, at, at least it keeps you honest Steve and it lets the listeners know just how um, reliable you are as a fantasy pundit so yeah honest honest Steve they call me question time I like this segment. I think maybe we should name it better. Question time sounds like a child's <laughs> show or something. All right. Well, then you think of a segment name or mm. think of a, a name for it then. Why am, I, why am I always having to do the heavy lifting here? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading things nearby. We could call it the Welcome think, to Kubar Bali Adventure. You would think a man who doesn't have to go to work at all for the next like six to eight months would be able to think of a better fucking title than this. In fairness, Steve, if I was back in my old job, I would have a lot more time to think about stuff like this. Fuck <laughs> off. Captain Saka or Salah this week. Um, so we'll just read the fixtures out. Um, Arsenal will play Leicester away on Saturday the 25th. And then four days later on the 1st of March, they will be at home to Everton. And then Liverpool play Palace on the 25th of March. They're away for that game as well. And they will be at home for the second game. They will be playing Wolves. So maybe it's best, Steve, first to say which team has the better two fixtures. Um, Bit of a difficult one, I'd say, to say. Perhaps Liverpool have the easier one. They do have the easier run. Obviously, they had the 5-2 loss to Real Madrid in the Champions League midweek, which will probably dent their confidence a little bit, but I don't think... I think they'll be able to switch it up for the... the uh, Not the Championship, sorry, the Premier League. Palace away is usually a tricky fixture, but Palace themselves are playing very poor recently. Hmm. They obviously had the the 1-1 draw at Brentford midweek, or not midweek, last week. Sorry, I'm all over the place. But um, Jesus Christ, Steve. Before that, <laughs> results haven't been going their way. I'm going to ignore that. And um, Zaha being out injured is key, is key for them. Like He's their main man. They haven't really got much out of any either of their strikers. Like I, I honestly don't couldn't tell you if either Mateta or Edward have scored four goals, or if they even have five between them. I really doubt it. Um, 
Edward Wolves as well was an interesting pick at the start of the season. I suspect he has four goals. But, uh, mm. I, I mean, like it, but it's not good anyway. No. Is my point on. And then Wolves at home for Liverpool, a rematch of the FA Cup um, matchup between them. Like Wolves are playing a little bit better, but you can see from their their loss at the weekend to uh, Bournemouth that they're still struggling for goals. So. Like defend like the the you'd fancied Liverpool defence in both of those games and like Darwin is starting to hit a bit of form and Salah has a few goals now as well. He's starting to pick up a bit of form now. So I'd say if you were if you were looking for someone to move the captaincy away from Haaland, um which I think is might potentially be smart because I know they're playing away to Bournemouth at the weekend, but like Pep does like to rotate things. Haaland played the full 90 against um, RB Leipzig midweek and he Julian Alvarez hasn't really got a run yet. So I'd fancy him to maybe mix things up and maybe even put in Alvarez in that game. Okay, interesting. Trying to predict a bit of rotation. Um, it has to happen at some stage. Um, after the bl- after his blank, it's, it's, it's kind of worrying. I wonder if they try to play him into form, but... Yeah, he hasn't been injured at all, really, at City, has he? He used to have the regular injuries at Dortmund, no. but yeah, something that'll he, have to be managed. He did, but uh, no, he did, but like I think they managed him well at City, in mm. fairness, and he had the he had the entire World Cup break to stay fit and just like keep keep ready. So and he wasn't out there out there potentially getting an injury there. So you know that's that sort of helps as well with that. Um, in terms of the other fixtures, I suspect Arsenal will put a few past Leicester. I know they're away in that game, but but uh, as you mentioned yeah. at the top of the pod there, Leicester have been leaky all season. Maybe the worst defence in the league. It might be interesting to check that. Um, and then they're they're facing, uh, uh, you know, an, a, a hashtag Everton rising side. That's uh, That'll be hoping to get at least a draw in this game. Yeah. Uh, but it is at home for Arsenal, so you'd think you'd be thinking there'd be goals here for Arsenal and and uh, a pair of decent results. Yeah, like that Everton game is our game in hand against City, so that one's really important. Um, the Le- the Leicester game is always a tough game, but historically we have done pretty okay there. I think the last two, the la- at least the last two times we've gone there, we've gotten wins. So we'll be hoping for the same again. Like you said, Leicester have been very leaky at the back. They don't have the most goals conceded this season. That goes to Bournemouth with 44, but they are second with 41. So, like, again, a a lot of that's probably the early season form, but, like, you know, they're still conceding a fair bit. Um, So, yeah, especially with Arsenal being pretty galvanized by that result against Aston Villa they'll they'll be they'll feel high on confidence and they'll probably be feeling good going into this game Mm. so on that assessment Steve I think I would be leaning towards captaining Salah instead of Saka for the double game wicked would would that be your thoughts yeah like if you were if you wanted to move away from um De Bruyne and maybe go to Salah and that's kind of maybe a part of this debate as well as to, like if you, if you don't have Salah already in how do you get him in or who do you bring out to get him in like because he's such an expensive player and I think it is probably ke- someone like Kevin De Bruyne who you're having to get rid of in order to bring him in for this double game week and that's that's something that you know as we're talking about it now that's something that I'm potentially maybe thinking of doing um, this week if uh, Joe Gomez is okay to play in some of those games and I don't have to get rid of him 
or even if I even if I do have to get rid of him, it's probably still worth taking the four point minus four hit because Salah's going to play in both of those games, so he's going to make it back in appearance points and anything after that is just um is just positives. So like, there's a few different ways you can go about it, but like that's kind of where I'd be leaning. Mm. Probably waiting on a bit of news for City and uh, Gomez. Uh, De Bruyne should be fit after his illness, but we'll see. We'll see what the uh, the press conferences bring. Uh, I'll move along to yeah. the next question. So we're talking about who are we dropping and picking up, uh, given that there is a lot of blanks and double game weeks coming up. Um, so talking about Newcastle and Man United to start with this week, those two are both blanking. Brighton and Brentford are also blanking, but um, people will have Man United and Newcastle assets. So Steve, you recommend dropping it all, except hold on to Rashford and Trippier. Yeah, well, I mean, the rest of them maybe can make the argument for Bruno Fernandes because of his price going up um, maybe like 0.1 or 0.2 in the last few weeks. Like, you can maybe make the argument for him, but, I mean, everyone else I would be looking to get out of there. Like, I got Lysandra Martinez out. Um, He was my only uh, United player. But um, and then for Newcastle, it'll probably be something similar. Like Trippier is probably the only one you keep just purely because of his price, and then Rashford likewise. But I mean, everyone else there, you can, you can easily swap in and in and out again. Especially because if you have your wild card or your free hit still, um, at this point in the season, you're looking at week twenty nine when there's a lot of double game weeks going on there. Probably looking at maybe using your, your wild card there, and you can get them ba- get them back in. So. You know, it, there's a. It depends on your scenario at this stage. Like, have you used your wild card? Have you not? Like, I know you own own you have, so you're pretty reliant on like just doing your regular transfers. So, it depends on how you approach it. But for I think the smart play here is to swap those guys out and bring in, um, like like we said, like a Liverpool defender, or uh, Salah, or someone like maybe Darwin Nunes if you want if you have someone like Tony and you can afford the the price maybe he's worth bringing in as well he's he's got a couple of goals now he had a really nice finish in the Champions League against Real Madrid for Liverpool's first goal and I mean if you're even stuck even potentially possibly a Newcastle or not Newcastle sorry an Everton defender like they do have Aston Villa at home and I know Ollie Watkins has been kind of on a decent bit of form but you know it might might fancy them to get something out of that. I'll certainly be playing Tarkowski myself. I, I brought in Kilman and Tark for the the double game week. We'll see how they get on. Um, yeah, it was interesting when you mentioned Bruno Fernandez. I see he's selected by ten percent of teams. I thought it would be far lower. Uh, he currently is rocking five goals and seven assists. Um, but yeah, I, I think the wildcard strategy would be nice if I still had it. But. Uh, that's uh, that's missing on my behalf. Um, so other options you could do, yeah, bring in Darwin Nunez from Liverpool. I, he probably is going to play the two games. You know, Gakpo's not really doing his best stuff. Diaz still injured. Jota just back. Yeah, we we will start to see them rotate a little. I think at Liverpool, but hopefully that's not too bad. Um, Okay, that's uh, that's kind of a, a lot of it discussed for the blank and double game week, Steve. Um, is there is there anything in terms of fixture scheduling? I mean, for this week, people will be thinking about the Everton and Wolves players, um, maybe something from Liverpool. 
Liverpool also double in game week 29, and yeah. according to the fix your list in front of me, they don't blank up until at least game week 29. So at least you have players to rely on for the coming four weeks. That's makes yeah, it a bit like that's it. If you're if you're looking, if, like I think for people like yourself on who don't have the wild card to use, they've already used it. That like that's something you need to start looking at forward to is like your week twenty nines as well as your week twenty fives into seeing who who's who's worth holding on to and who's worth um, picking up and the, like like we said Liverpool assets with two double game weeks in the next four four weeks is um, is something very very much worth looking into. Hmm. Interestingly, Liverpool with a potential ten double ten games in what is it the next seven weeks, and City will have six. So, mm, very interesting to think about bringing in Liverpool assets then. Um, all, right, all right, Steve, we'll do our bankers and outside picks. Um, maybe briefly discuss what we're going to do with our teams before we get on to draft. So, the bankers this week, I think, are self explanatory. We have a Liverpool and an Arsenal player, they double. And we also, of course, have Erling Holland. Uh, you, are you confident in this week's bankers? Yeah, um, it sounds weird to be saying that Haaland might be the one that I'm not confident in, but that's only because I don't know if he's going to start the game for sure. Like, I know that City are behind Arsenal again in the points in terms of the league, but I think Pep will feel like there's a lot of games to go, and I think keeping the squad fresh and rotated is probably a key to that. So, again, I wouldn't be surprised to see Julian Alvarez in the team at some uh, in some position, potentially up top. Maybe he might try and play him in behind or put him out on the wide, and someone else drops out for him. But um, and then maybe he gets he gets um, taken off after the sixty minutes or the seventy minutes or something. But yeah, like that. I think you have to you have you can't not have him in. No, if if he gets twenty minutes against Bournemouth, that could be absolutely chaos. Um... Yeah, my outside pick for this week on the double is going to be Iwobi. He did score that sensational goal for Arsenal in the Europa League final. What was that, 2020, 2019? Um, yeah. No, I, I see they're on an upward trend. He seems to be involved. I know he's only playing in midfield for Everton, but who is going to score for Everton? That's anyone's guess. Might be him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're all... They're all uh... It's like you're picking a name out of a lottery. Like it really, it feels like that with Everton, especially with their their lack of any sort of recognised striker, or any sort of real goal threat. To be honest, like you know, Seamus Coleman win won the game against Leeds with a with a hit that no one is sure whether it was a cross or a shot. He says it was a shot, but I'm not so sure. I I, but, I uh, actually yeah. watched it and I saw basically he had to hit the ball or it was going out. He he wasn't he wasn't wouldn't have been capable of taking a touch and would the only thing he could do was go across the goal. I I don't think he intended that as a shot. I think he just intended it to either be one or the other, and it happened to be a shot. I think he just said, yeah. "Get this across," and then it went in. He was like, "Okay, nice." Yeah, exactly. But sure, look, um, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, my pick, uh, my outside pick is Jared Bowen. He's been doing okay uh, for West Ham in the last few few weeks. He's been probably their main um, spark or main main source of anything positive going forward. Like Skamaka hasn't really worked out this season. Antonio is kind of in and out. They signed Ings in January, but of course he's injured. 
So, like, you know, it's kind of come down to, like, um, Pakita and Ben Rama and Bowen to try and, like, pick up the slack a bit, and he's been okay. And they're at home against um, Nottingham Forest in, in a game that I might fancy them to do something there, even though they played very, very poorly against Spurs. They set up very, very negative and defensively and tried to just get a, a nil-nil from the start, and it didn't work out for them, but they'll be more attacking in this game. Certainly at home against a lesser side. You think they'll do okay. Nottingham Forest, interesting, putting together a few results. So maybe they'll feature in the outside pick section at some stage later on in the year. Um, okay, then we'll talk about our team, Steve, because I think both of us have a bit of work to do with the double slash blank game week coming up. Uh, I'm currently yeah. rocking Trippier, Byrne, Rashford, Evan Ferguson, and Mitoma, who I want to get rid of. I had a look last night. Joe Gomez was certainly interesting a very easy move to get rid of Dan Byrne and bring in Joe Gomez it's then a second move which is a bit more difficult I don't really want to bring in a midfielder from let's say Wolves or Wolves or Everton hmm. so getting someone else in is a bit more challenging I already have the three Arsenal guys so maybe it's, uh, I haven't looked at Would that graph want... with all the fixtures I'm tempted by a Liverpool another Liverpool guy yeah, are you are you thinking maybe um, swap out De Bruyne for Salah? Is that what you're thinking now? Yeah, that does gain me a fixture, but still leaves a blank spot in my team. Um, mm. I like it, I think, but if they had the same amount of games, I think I'd be holding on to De Bruyne. I don't, I don't like dropping De Bruyne out of my team. Can I have both? <laughs> you, I mean, you can, but you have to suffer elsewhere. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a minus two budget for a while. How about that? <laughs> I, I am struggling to find that second player. That like you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna ring up the FPL bank and just take out a small loan, is it? I mean, like, I don't want to drop Matoma either. I kind of want to keep my Brighton guys. So. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on now, Owen. Your Brighton guys are probably the most droppable lads. Like. Mm. Evan Ferguson and Matoma, like they're they're not gonna shoot up in price. You'll be able to get those guys back easy enough as well. I think you have to, like, it it, it honestly depends on what you want to go for. I think De Bruyne and De Salah for this week anyway probably makes sense. And then if you decide you want to change it back, you can change it back. But like, even if you only play with ten, at least I think having Salah will may potentially be more beneficial considering you're you're also not certain that if De Bruyne is even going to be uh, fit for this game mm. concerns around De Bruyne's and Haaland's rotation that will I be think you're, problematic you're, you're probably best off to try and wait until the press conference on Friday to kind of get an, in, an update on De Bruyne's fitness but I mean that's kind of where you're at at the moment. Like, you know, you've Kilman with the double, White with the double, Tarkovsky with the double, Marinelli and Saka doubles, um, Haaland and Kane, you're not going to swap. Rashford will move to your bench. So, yeah, like you're, you're looking at your, um, you're looking at your, your Trippier, your Dan Byrne, your Matoma, Ferguson kind of thing. So, and I mean, in that, in that equation, like it, it's, it's, it's Dan Byrne and, and Matoma mm. uh, for me anyway. Annoyingly, those those players do have double game weeks coming up. Obviously, given they have the blank this week, but I think I think Byrne and Matoma will probably have to go. I'm very undecided on what midfielder I'm going to go for. I think I'll be able to for, afford something like around the six point three mark. There's no such thing as a Liverpool mm-hmm. midfielder, 
So, <laughs> and, and do you take an yeah, Everton well, or I mean, let's have a Let's have a look here at midfielders in that price range, and we might be able to see if we can find someone for you, huh? See if, we see can if you can muster, muster something up there, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've already got Martinelli, so he's out. Um, you already have three Arsenal lads, actually, so let's just rule out Arsenal altogether. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ward, Prowse, Eze. <laughs> no, you're not. I might be able to afford Bernardo uh, Silva. Would he be interesting? As a... I, I wouldn't. I, I have him, and the he scored, uh, obviously, against Bournemouth, but that was his first first goal for, like, 23 game weeks or something. Like, it, it was some ridiculous thing since he last scored. So, I mean, and plus Pep is kind of playing him more so deeper in midfield and even at left back for these games, so he's not really getting him forward as much. There are no midfielders, Steve. I'm looking. There are none. Why did you lie to me about this? The only look. The only thing I'm going to say is, would you potentially think about bringing in Rodri for like five point six? Like he's going to play the games. Like he'll get you appearance points and might potentially do something for you. I mean, I do, like. I don't want to buy players that are immediately a transfer out again, but it's kind of looking like mm. that. And I mean, if yeah, I'm picking like a player weird... who's just going to transfer out again. Do I just take uh, Neves from Wolves? At least he'll get a double yeah. game week. Maybe, yeah. I mean, who have they got? Or I could just go for my away. outside pick of <laughs> Iwobi. Or you could just do that. You could put your money where your mouth is and go with Iwobi, yeah. I mean, I don't trust me. <laughs> I know that's how you got in this situation. You told me that you weren't going to wild card, and then you went and wild carded anyway. And then look where it got you now. You're in you're in this situation. You're in this halfway house where you want to make transfers, but then you don't want to have to waver them back in again. So I don't know. That's stressful. Let's look at your team, Steve. It's too much pressure for me. Sure. What are you doing? Uh, well, as I mentioned before, I've already got Joe Gomez in there, so I do have a full starting eleven. I have one, two, three, four, five doubles. Um, the more we talk about it, the more I'm trying to kind of convince myself to swap out De Bruyne for Salah, and then if needs be, I can bring him back in next week. Like I could, I like I, I'll have Rashford and Trippier and Mitrovic on my bench. Um, obviously the uh, the first two aren't playing, but um, I'll be I'll be okay for the following week. Like you know, I'd still have a, a decent. Excuse me, I'd still have a decent starting eleven, and um, I wouldn't need to uh, feel like I have to make a cup, uh, two or three transfers next week. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, obviously, I I do have someone like Andres Pereira playing in midfield for me this week, which obviously isn't ideal. But like you know, he he does okay for for Fulham. What's he got? Two goals and eight assists this season. So like, yeah, he's not doing he's not doing the worst. He had a he had an assist um, in week twenty three for against Nottingham Forest. Like he, he he does get returns every now and then, so he's a decent bench player to have. Yeah, yeah, he's he uh, he goes okay when he's going. They had a fantastic start to the season. Um, it was a great value. Yeah, they still option. are having a fantastic start. They're in fifth. Mm. No, it's an- know, Andreas's like, form me. I'm uh, referring to. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. But actually, sorry, they're in sixth after the weekend's fixtures. Oh, they're having a terrible season. <laughs> yeah, I know. Not even inside Europe. What are Fulham expecting? Like, oh, yeah. you know, sacked Marco Silva. <laughs> um, 
I'm sure I'm sure Southampton would love that they'd be able to get him in so because they're still looking for a manager I think Le- Leeds are talking about putting in Javi Garcia as well which the the former Watford guy so that tells you how bad things have gone for those guys I, so, I, Southampton I, I are an honourable side that play fantastic football how dare you say <laughs> fuck off you Chelsea fan <laughs> Jesus Christ Potter will be out the Potter will be out looking for a job along with the rest of them soon enough if he's not careful with how this season finishes. I mean God, they're look where are they now? Mid table, below mid table? Chelsea? Bang on tenth. Bang on tenth. Like Ooh. that's I think absolute mediocrity for half a billion's worth of players. Uh, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's going fine. I think you just okay. if you if you squint your eyes a bit <laughs> stand yeah. back. If look you, at the big picture. If you uh, if you put your hand over the first nine teams in front of it, it looks like you're in first. <laughs> yeah, or if you turn the um, table yeah, look, upside down, oh no, it's worse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, look for my team anyway. That's probably where I'm at. If if Joe Gomez kind of clears the the fitness and he's okay, I might bring in Salah. If not, I might potentially just waver someone else in for Joe Gomez and stick with De Bruyne for this week. But again, I might even consider. Bring it, doing it any, doing it anyway, and taking the minus four hit. So, well, it all depends on those Friday press conferences for me, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a lot of a lot of big players are fucking worrying there. Like as you mentioned, Helen De Bruyne, Gomez, all potentially might not play much at all. So that's a bit annoying. Uh, we'll move along to draft, Steve. I wanted to have a slightly longer chat about it. Don't have your team in front of mm-hmm. me right now, but I think we can sort that. Uh, maybe we'll we'll quickly look at the tables and things first to see how us and the rest of the league is going. I think that'll be a nice little start. I'd uh, rather not, but okay. Yeah, let's let's take a look. So you have to finish in the top seven. There's 18 of us. You finish in the top seven, you get into the playoffs. Uh, playoff works where the first team gets a bye, then second plays yeah. seventh, third plays sixth, yeah. and fourth versus fifth. Uh, three those three teams will get through to semifinals and then the final. Are we missing a fixture, Steve? No, that sounds about right. So then the playoffs are only three game weeks. Uh. Am I forgetting something? Shit. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. I, I look. I, I, it's it's what is it? Midnight here. Leave it with me for the moment, and I'll have a look at it later. I thought I had it all worked out anyway. So look, we'll we'll see. Controversy, the controversy the in the FPL league. Oh no! I want, I think the final might be over two weeks. Ah, that makes sense. I think the final might be over two weeks, but the rest of them are one week one week matchups. Leave it with me. I have it. I have it all worked out anyway. I I have a PowerPoint on. I have the slides. So at the moment, your playoff teams are Connell on forty eight. Uh, he has what? Uh, there's a draw there, but let's say down to thirty six. He's he has to lose four games, I think, to get knocked out of the playoff contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, with ten weeks left, I think he's pretty safe. Uh, Herbert and Mark are sharing second and third place there. They have 45 points. Uh, might be safe. Cahill, John, Connor, Skihin are on 42. That kind of gives them two fixture leeway, but if they have a bad run coming in, they'll probably get knocked out. Thomas is on 39. He finds himself just a win inside. 
myself, Owen and Mitch are just outside of Thomas. So we're all kind of fighting for that seventh spot. Hopefully Cahill continues his poor run of form and falls out as well. He's on 42. Uh, Steve, then yourself, Tig and Paddy are on 33. You'll need a bit more form to get into the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, well, like, I don't I don't know Owen is the honest answer. We'll have to see. Uh, my team hasn't been performing well the last few weeks. And, like, there's not a whole lot I can do about it, you know? Like, uh, like to give you an example of last weekend was just, for me, I felt just pure unlucky. Um, Pope uh, was my starting keeper for minus three. So, you know, great start already there. Perisic was on the bench, so he didn't get the, the clean sheet uh, for... Um, the Spurs win uh, he came on as a sub and got a yellow card so that brought me zero points so that was nice as well uh, Dan Byrne uh, hit the crossbar uh, from a header which um, would have been great for me because it would have been a goal for me and it would have taken the clean sheet off of my opponent who shall not be named <laughs> I won't give him the satisfaction Pat the cash. Uh, Odegaard, <laughs> Odegaard missed a wide open net uh, for a goal which um, would have been ideal for me um, and then like Kane got an assist obviously I had Allison on my bench for 7 um, but then yeah Felix, Kulusevski, Matoma all, Badi Ashile all did nothing um, what also then helped my opponent uh, was that he had uh, Estepinian for a clean sheet and uh, bonus points even though uh, Leicester or um, Brighton conceded he was subbed off before they conceded so he got to keep the clean sheet so um, pretty much almost everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong for me there so like you know it just it's kind of left me in a kind of negative uh, headspace and um, I'm I'm kind of just getting get, getting my head in, in, in the right zone now for the next week I'm um, playing Herbert so it's obviously going to be a tough matchup because he has a, bit, a, a decent enough team uh, with Haaland in it so you know uh, I am kind of hoping as well that he doesn't start that game because if he does start against Bournemouth it could be a bloodbath Herbert will go to fucking town on you if he gets the chance. Um, yeah, yeah, you see, you see yourself three points behind me. Maybe, maybe if we take a quick look at the teams, let's see. Do, do we do we feel like we have enough to get get ourselves through? Uh, I find myself, yeah, we we have some similar players, but I, ha- I have. Yeah, well, I think I think for you anyway, having Robertson and Salah could prove to be big just purely because the amount of fixtures they have left to play. Like they have nine, if not ten, fixtures to play between week twenty-five and week thirty-two, and City have six. So like that's four fixtures automatically, and plus their running looks pretty okay. Um, you've got Ake there, who's a consistent enough starter for them. But um, a terrible fantasy player. Nathan yeah, Ake last returned on game week nineteen. Otherwise, it's oh. ones, ones and twos, and even before that. He didn't return until game week ten. Nathan Ake yeah, has re- returned on. returned on four occasions: game week one, two, well, also, ten, yeah. and nineteen. Well, you have to remember also that City have been conceding goals a bit lately. So, um, you I think know, he has like, to go. Uh, drop him if you want. So I don't care. The motor says um, he has to go. Yeah. Um, we both have Perisic, so similar enough there. Your forwards aren't great now, will I, I will say that. Although Ivan Tony and Callum Wilson are okay. Uh, yeah. Nketiah is bad. Um, I don't mind saying that. Nketiah um, did get some returns for me. 
yeah, he got two he did goals. The, he did at the start, but I mean the it's dried up. The city, the the city game and that Villa game, um, yeah, weren't great for him. Got an we'll assist against City see there. Um, so Steve, <laughs> I'm gonna do something bold this week. I am gonna drop Nathan Ake, Ivan Perisic, and Kukurea, and I'm just gonna bring in doublers and fuck the rest of you. Oh fuck. Um, I, you're I'm not going to give sim- away those players. I take it, but based upon people that in your league that might be listening to this podcast, I I think. I'm I, I want to pick up Eric Dyer for Perisic because Perisic sometimes gets rotated. Uh, mm. I want to get rid of Nathan Ake because he doesn't score any fantasy points, and I want to get rid of Kukurea because Chelsea are bad and he also gets rotated. And yeah, to be honest, um, I don't think they're worth the shit. <laughs> Maybe I'll try trade them. But I'm going to bring in Everton and Wolves defenders, and uh, yeah, well, obviously a Liverpool Oof. defender as well. If if Jomez is still knocking about. Well, I would, the one thing I would will say is that your league is so fucking mad with people available on your waiver wire that you'd probably be able to get away with that. <laughs> I'd say someone like Joe Gomez is still knocking about on the waiver wire for you, or probably someone even better like uh, Matip, or I don't know, who knows, maybe even bloody Van Dyke at this stage. Uh, it's fairly like, sparse now, but Gomez like, is there. Like St- yeah, like Steve dropped Trent two weeks ago, and that looks like a very silly decision. Um, so, you know, we'll have to wait and see there. But uh, yeah, dropping Kukurea probably makes sense. But I mean... Do Chelsea have a nice run of fixtures coming up or no? Uh, they I play Spurs and then it's Leeds, I don't think Leicester, it, I don't Everton, think it Villa. matters. I don't. I don't think it matters. I... Really? Oh man, that game! I watched that game against Southampton, and like it, it, it was depressing. And then Aspilicueta's head got kicked off, and it was like, "Fuck me! This is the worst fixture I've watched in a very long time." It was bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the the this is the general consensus from that fixture is that it's been <laughs> that it's been really bad um for for Chelsea and um Potter. You do wonder yeah, you you wonder what's what's coming up for them. Like, you know, do they have do they do they have it in them to, to stick with them until the end of the season or are they just kinda gonna cut their losses and and try and get rid of him and try and get someone in. The rumor is that Pochettino turned down the opportunity to to take over the team, so um, that kind of show, tells you that they were pretend, they were they were at least thinking about it anyway. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I I've I've been back in Potter for a while, but that that game in particular now, I, I will will have to see something else in in the coming weeks, um, because that that's uh, that was depressing. Um, so to look back to draft, Steve, you mentioned you're playing Herbert. I'm going to take on Ray, Team Auto Draft. Hopefully he does horrifically badly. I am going to bring in a lot of doublers and just guarantee myself a win this week, I think. I think I'm going to mm-hmm. get rid of a few lads and guarantee myself to get up to that 39 points tied with Thomas and closer to playoffs. I'm hoping Carl continues his poor run. Um... We have also Steve the F uh, the FA Cup final is, is that coming up soon or is that far away? That is game week twenty eight, so that's in yeah, that's weeks. in about four four weeks time three weeks time yeah. So uh, yeah, that's um, that's going to be a showdown between Herbert and Mitch for the for the title for the cup, and 
in the meantime then between now and then game week 26 will be the second last week in europe uh, which i think is fairly tight anyway in in most of the leagues i know connell is <clears throat> second in the champions league to oh i'm i don't know but i'm behind is it, him is it steve so lines Perhaps I think. I think it might be Steve. Yeah, they might yeah. be actually be Steve Lyons, but that's all, the 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 three of us are all within like six or eight points of each other, so mm. still very tight there. <clears throat> nice to have the other competitions going on in the background. Uh, yeah. uh, I don't know if I was. I don't know if I said it on this podcast, but I was. I was. We were on the skiing holiday with um, one of the lads, and we were, I was de- detailing him all of the all the the stuff we have going on in in fantasy, and he was like. Oh my god, you guys take it real seriously, don't you? <laughs> and I was thinking, like, geez, I don't think I do really. But then I kind of sat back for a minute and I was like, if I was someone looking in from the outside, I'd be like, yeah, you guys take it real seriously, don't you? <laughs> so. Certainly, draft we've we've uh, we've gone above and beyond the norms for that type of league. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And any last comment on draft, Steve? I think I think that's going to do it for episode twenty-two. No, I think um, that's pretty much everything that I'm willing to divulge at this stage. Oh, a few transfers that you're keeping your cards close to your chest. I have to own. I have to at this stage. Like, I'm not in a position to brag. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I didn't mention, sorry, I kind of glossed over the fact that Gary's on 30 points. He probably needs, you know, like something like eight wins out of the next 10 to, to get into the playoffs. Ray and Steve Lyons are on 27. They're a bit far off to be getting their way in, I think, at this stage. Mark Lossie's on 22. Yeah. And Andy on a humble 10 points. He has three wins and a draw. <laughs> well, the, the, one, the, the only thing, the last thing I will say is that this league does feel more competitive. It feels tighter this season. You know, more people are more people are being competitive. Gary is on like, you know, decent enough points. Like, even though the, like Stephen Ray again, decent enough points. Like, it feels like Mark Classy even twenty two points. Like, you know, there there's what's what's, there's what's your point about Mark? What what what's why why are you so surprised? Because <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't performed well in previous seasons, and I don't base this off of my own opinion. It's straight facts. Okay, well, Mark, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can do so via Discord. <laughs> oh, no. uh, that's going to be linked in the podcast description. You can talk to us on our website. Not really. You can see what's on the website. You can do that at fpljingle.com, or you can get in touch on Twitter. That's at the FPL Jingle. That's where we put our updates from when the episodes go live. And that's going to do it from me for episode 22. Stephen will sing us out. I will not. Goodbye. Goodbye now. <laughs>